It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Demont here. It's Cofield. The company is Adam Hill. Welcome in Reno. ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Offices in Reno and downtown in Vegas. Their Vegas office that we have uh, the Battleborn Broadcast Center at. That's where we do our shows over there. And, of course, uh, Henderson office. Call from anywhere in the state of Nevada, 766-1400. All right, Adam. Are you ready? I think so. It is Big Four time. We are going to get into the pecking order in the AFC now that the Raiders are right in the middle of it. They're right back in the playoff race. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at four. Number four. So yesterday I flip on, uh, what the hell was it on? Oh, NFL Network, right? Um, you up at 6.30? I did. I didn't get up for the beginning of the game, but you know what's great? Because I forgot we moved the clocks back. I got up earlier than I wanted to, and I got to see more of the game than I had intended to. Get it? No, why did you Wait, have did an alarm? Did I do it the wrong way? Did you have an alarm set, though? Yeah. You just woke well, up? Well, I have alarm set. I have. I basically start at 5.55 and every 15 minutes, but I usually just hit dismiss. Okay. No. Snooze. I mean, on your phone, the, the time would just be the time. It doesn't go an hour earlier. That's a good point. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. It just felt late. later in the day. I was like, yeah, it's kind of early. I don't know what that means. Got late early. It uh, got early late. No, it did get. Yeah, okay. Um, where was uh, Taylor Swift sitting in that German stadium in Frankfurt? Uh, by the way, I had to look up the stadiums if you know where it was. Legendary sure. stadium. I guess they've redone it a bunch of times. Yeah, I know. Built it's in 1925. New. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty new. Yeah. Well, it's built in 1925. They've done a yeah. bunch of renovations. So the mean, hole's yeah. like 48,000. little opening in the top. Which I found it interesting when I heard people breaking down. Well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I heard someone breaking down uh, cold weather, and I guess it was a little bit chilly out, but it wasn't that cold. But, uh, where was Taylor Swift sitting uh, in the crowd? She was not there. What? Well, I mean, anybody that knows Taylor knew she wasn't going to be there. Concert? Uh, the international leg of the Eras Tour starts this week. Oh, really? And uh, it's the South, the South American leg is this month. Is there and just before you ask? I mean, if you are going to ask the follow, but you should what um, the final show yeah. on the South American leg of the tour? It's the same night as Chiefs at Raiders. Oh wow! Which means no, she will not be here. Ah! But for Raider fans, that means that he's going to have a bad game. That's true. That, that is a good break. Now I was going to ask if are there any Swifties? Who will step out of line and actually criticize her? Like, have there, have there been any reports that since this Kelsey thing started, while his performance has gone up, hers have actually gone down? No, any she complaints? Hasn't, she hasn't been on tour. Oh, these are the first. first She's time. been on break. Oh wow! Uh, since you know, since it became public. Okay. So Do we don't know. Drop off? Maybe we'll see. I mean, I, I think her fans believe she's going to be better because she's actually in love now. Because her fans, see, if you don't pay close enough attention, you don't know this. Her fans hated her ex. Right. Hated. And so now Travis is a hero. I know, but isn't that isn't him. that what she needs? Like to truly put passion behind some of the breakup songs? No, she it's a it's a new it's her tour's eras. She doesn't do a lot of her old songs? No, she does. What I'm saying is it's a, like now it's a new era. Okay. It's her happy and love era. Okay. Her fans are thrilled with Travis. They love him. Okay. So what'd so she do? Good. She didn't watch the game. No, she did. Uh she held a watch party. Oh really? Yeah, in uh, in New York, at her house. Okay. 
Well, that was after, so very publicly on Saturday night, uh, Taylor and her best friend in the world, who everybody knows is Selena Gomez. Well, she was at one of the games, right? Uh, she, well, she, I, I think, no, I think she went to dinner before the Jets game. I don't think she went to the game. Okay. Um, She's attractive. Big fan. I'm glad they're back together. Who, Selena and Taylor? Yeah. They've always been good. Oh, no, they had a falling out. No, there was, there's other, <laughs> other parts of the friend group that weren't good. Uh, oh, no, the, how the, about the, that, Freddie Coleman? Best show on radio. You ain't got nothing on us. This is the best show on radio. Hardcore so, Taylor Swift talk. So, oh, everyone my age and older driving right now, please don't run off the road. Taylor and Selena went out to dinner in New York on Saturday night. Uh, so a good time. It was her, you know, one of her last dinners before she has to go to South America for a month. So, yeah. um, you know, out with her good friend Selena and her other new bestie. Brittany Mahomes. Now, two years ago, you would have been livid. Look at how happy when he I was anti-Brittany, right and now you are pro-Brittany Mahomes. This is a pro-Brittany show. You like her because she played soccer. This is one of the weirdest, yeah. weirdest turns in opinion on someone I've ever seen with Adam Hill, where he could not stand the annoying Brittany Mahomes until he saw her on quarterback, and then he's like, "Oh, I understand her now." Yeah, I hate Jacksonville, but I'm a big, uh, big Brittany fan. Okay. And so, yes, her getting to hang out with Taylor. First of all, this has to be Brittany's dream. Like, this is the best thing that – people say it's the best thing that happened to Taylor and Travis. Like, no. It's the best thing that happened to Brittany Mahomes. She is she is living her best life. There's no question. Six months ago, do you think she thought she was going to be part of Taylor Swift's entourage? She probably dreamed about it every night. Now she's living it. How big is an entourage normally? Depends who you, who you are. Do you think if her entourage was like eight, do you think she just lopped off seven and eight? Because she's like, sorry, hanging out with Taylor. The Blake Lively? I don't know. No, I was talking about Brittany Mahomes. Oh. She had an oh, her friends are gone. Right? Yeah. Like a couple of friends that she went to school with and then now yeah. completely. I'll use, I don't use words like this, but like just ghosted. Hey, what happened to Brittany? She won't answer me anymore. Hey, she's hanging out with Taylor. So her old, her, her old teammates from soccer? Sure. <laughs> no if they like, Brittany, we're doing something Saturday. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Who this? I'm with Taylor. Who it is? <laughs> oh, she probably says I'm with Tay. Oh, nicknames. Uh, Tay. Yeah. Look, look, look so not only there. did they, not only did they have the big dinner on Saturday, uh, but this is the big development in Chief and Taylor Land. Uh, Taylor Swift on Sunday at her very luxurious New York apartment hosted a watch party for wives and girlfriends that had not made the trip to Germany, and they instead went to Taylor's house. To watch the game. Wow. I'm sure on just an unbelievable great TV with amazing catering at the party. But 9.30 a.m., everybody, everybody at Taylor's house. And they were all wearing the, you know, the chief shirts and the, all their custom-made I gear. I can only imagine the politicking going on right now with the Chiefs wags. And if any of them were cut out by Brittany Mahomes, like, I never liked you, sir. One, you're not, I, I you're believe, not allowed to be around Taylor. I believe I saw Shane Shell's wife there. Who, I don't even think he's on the team anymore. Oh, but wow. I think she's still on the... In the WAGS group, so she was there. I thought you were going to say the politicking. Think about this. Who gets the spot next to Taylor on the couch? Think about that politicking. That's big. That is real big. Get they're all like, so as soon as somebody gets up, they're like jumping in the spot. Do you think they were allowed to film a little? Nah, those those videos would have come out probably. They probably confiscate their phones. Like, put them in those bags like if you're to... Like a Dave Chappelle show. You got to get rid of it. It's great. Oh, but there is one side note, by the way, too. Let's go. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Big one. 
Big one uh, for for the second time in history. There's not a male artist on the top ten on Billboard. Only the second time in history, and I was like, wow, that's interesting. There's ten, ten females have songs. Ten different females have songs right now. No, it's not true. Uh, eight of them are Taylor Swift songs. Really? So this has not only been good. Or the other two women. Uh, I believe SZA has a song on there, and Doja Cat has a song on there. And I'll paint eight, red, and yeah. eight ta- yeah, so it is, and eight Taylor Swift songs. So it's not only been good for Travis. It's also been very good for Taylor. Business is good in the uh, Swift Kelsey household. Number three. Falcon driving trouble. Or war in terms of vibes. I'm not sure what this has to do with Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. We were, we were going to talk about something else in the big four. Number three. Okay. The, 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 just, the big four Taylor Swift stories. Okay. What's going on with Art Smith? Uh, things needed to change. Uh, the Raiders, they knew things needed to change. So they fired the coach and the GM, offensive coordinator, made big sweeping changes in the building. Falcons are in the same situation, not going well, not playing well, things aren't happening. So uh, Arthur Smith has made big changes in the organization. Uh, he shaved his mustache. I think it's a bad move. I think he needs a mustache. I think he's a mu- he's a mustache mustache type of guy. It when never I look looked, it never looked right. The mustache? Yeah, it's always been creepy. Why? It just hasn't. It's it hasn't been right. It hasn't looked like it fits. Him. It hasn't been right. It doesn't look like it fits him. Hmm. It's not his look. He's not a mustache guy. I think he was trying to be like a man of the people. There you go. Trying to and hide his billionaire fake. status. Yeah, it was fake. Billionaires don't have weird mustaches like that. Unless they're evil. They can do the play with your mustache, you know, curl it up. <laughs> I don't think he's evil. Do you feel like everything's going right for you? Would you no. like to make, make a facial hair change? No, or definitely not. Why not? You, 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 he's, uh, you doing more video lately? Why? No. Your eyebrows look good. Get them trimmed up? No. They look good. I did I will say there is a lot of just to be you know overly judgmental because uh, Adam hates it. Um, you are getting you're getting some gray out of the side of your hat there. Oh, for sure. How about definitely. that? Yeah, definitely. What are you gonna do if you're like Bobby Cremens in five years? That's Remember him? Yeah, that's fine. Really? Okay. Are you gonna keep it longer? Yeah. Do whatever. Okay. Uh, you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> the way he's answering does it Why? seems like I don't know. Everyone deals with getting gray hair differently. I've had it for a while. I never noticed it coming out of the hat. For sure. I mean, we had remembered there was a point where, uh, I mean, Dave Koken finally decided to go white, but there was a while there. We had one show. I don't know how long ago. It was 2008, maybe? 2009? Dave came in and, like, all the dye hadn't settled the right way in his eyebrows, and it was like, whoa. It was a little dark. Did you ever go, like, uh, who's our guy that has fake hair now? Uh, oh, Feldman over on, uh, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Y'all gonna leave my boy your alone. Guy, your guy. <laughs> I like it. I, 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 A for effort. Did you see it finally? No, nah, I haven't seen it up close. Did you see it? Yeah, I've seen it. I'm the one who talked to him about it. What'd you think? You can't even tell. <laughs> That's the best compliment I can give. I, I don't know why you're laughing. I, I, saw, I saw it the first day. Looks better than Nick Wright's job. And he's got a national job. Right. What did Nick Wright do? He gets his real hair. He just grew it back, didn't he? He finally grew it in. No. By the way, he looks like an evil character from a cartoon. With the schnoz and now the long hair. Doesn't he? It's, it's, what? That's, it's a that's look. Schnoz it's a on schnoz crime. What's it's, the problem? It's a choice. All right, number two. 
number two. Yeah, that whole Arthur Smith thing I was going to go with, I was thinking about just shaving my head. But it'll it'll go for like six months if I do that. And I I have resting bastard face now. So you know how mad I'm going to look if it's like skin tight? Not good. Not good. All right, Casey, Miami yesterday, Buffalo, Cincinnati. This is a conversation we'll continue here through the break. Give me your impressions. Uh, German games are always the, the European games are always a little weird. I don't yeah. take too much out of them because it's a lot of who travels better and who's prepared for it, those kind of things. But um, and the Dolphins, by the way, are decimated by injury right now. Uh, so a lot of people are freaking out, saying, you know, well they can't beat the good teams. Well, if they had their full roster, I'd like to see how they played. Um, really, really struggled in the offensive line for sure. Uh, a Chan, obviously one of the biggest weapons in the league, is not there. Uh, defensively, they got a couple injuries too. So I, I'm interested to see how they play when everybody's at full strength. Kansas City is dominant on defense right now, and they're struggling on offense, uh, except when Taylor's there, then they play well. Uh, so, you know, that's an interesting part of it too. Uh, but, you know, I, I that game was about what I thought it would be. I thought it was a little, little more scoring, but I'm not taking too much away from that. Uh, Buffalo and Cincinnati, I think you saw that Cincinnati is with Joe Burrow healthy, which he has been the last two weeks. They are a legit power. Yep. And, Damon, who did we discuss last week when I threw out there, you know what, the schedule the rest of the way, um, I'll give you the number one seed. It's Baltimore. And what would you respond with? I don't recall. You can do it. Both you and JVT are like, schedule's easy. They got Seattle coming up here. Seattle's pretty good. It's going to be a good test. Is that right? All right, Damon, did you think about it? What you said last week, we're the Seahawks are going to be a tough game for the Ravens, and their schedule the rest of the way is not that easy. I agree with you. It's not that easy, but they're playing such good football. And because they didn't do well last year, their schedule's not as loaded as some of the other top teams. They're going to be the number one seed in the AFC. And then, so, um, I'm watching some different stuff on Sunday, and the reaction after the, the German the game in Germany NFL, I can't remember which network is each, but whatever. The one that uh, – I think I'm mixing them up. I, I can't I can't keep track. Anyway, uh, the one with Jimmy Johnson on it, Howie Long. So, so someone asked, like, hey, you know, who's going to – they were talking about how great the Chiefs were. And I'm like, I just watched the game. Like, okay, it was a good effort. Their defense is pretty good. And, like, I wouldn't go crazy over that game. And they were building this case, like, oh, man, the AFC. I mean, who's going to take them out? And everyone's quiet. No one says anything. I'm like, I figure, like, everyone's going to go around the circle and name – Different teams. And Jimmy Johnson's like, uh, Baltimore? Like, it's a random guess. I'm like, yeah. And Cincinnati and Buffalo on a good day. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I, no one else can compete. Miami healthy. Um, we just watched a game with the Chiefs and the Dolphins that kind of went down to the wire. Do you realize the gap between all these teams is minute? I'll, I'll on, you, on any given freaking playoff game, you could have an upset. I'll tell you how ridiculous that conversation is. Uh, I was – I was with a group of uh, sportsbook people last week, a couple of betters, a couple of uh, executives, and there was a pretty pretty good debate going on that was similar to that. It was, who's the second best team in the AFC? Because everybody agreed it's Baltimore without question. Oh, really? Good. Like, that's just a fact yeah. at this point. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a, a giant gap. No, but it also doesn't but, mean but, that's who's going to win. And, and things a, can th- change. They don't the win next... the AFC. doesn't right. mean they're going to the Super Bowl. Best team doesn't always win. But right now, who's playing the best football? It's Baltimore without question. Mm-hmm. So here are my rankings in the AFC. Uh, Ravens 1, Bengals 2, Chiefs 3, Jaguars 4, Bills 5. Might be high. Okay. 
Uh, Dolphins six, Chargers seven, Browns eight, Steelers nine. Ten is the Texans. By the way, right now the early returns, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Whew. Oh, mama. Not close. Uh, and then if people out there are like, well, we don't care after 10, um, they all have the same record. Like, I put the Texans ahead of a bunch of teams that are 4-5, and 5-4. Five, five and four. 11 is the Colts, 12 is the Raiders, 13 is the Jets. I almost thought of putting the Jets 15th. Um, Broncos, 14, Titans, 15. Only the Patriots – are really out of the playoff race at two and seven. The Titans division is weak enough that they could go on a run here. Maybe Levis is really good. Mm. What problems do you have in there? Do you have a problem with the Jets behind the Raiders? Yeah, the Jets are. I mean, the Jets again. The Jets are favored on the road against the Raiders. It's absurd. Well, it doesn't mean again. It doesn't mean they're going to win. But I mean, they're favored. They are favored on the road, which means neutral. They're significantly better. Uh, I think there's. I'm going to have to make this list. I think there's. 10 backups in the NFL that are better than Zach Wilson. A side note, yesterday somebody said, how is Tommy DeVito one of the you know, 64 best quarterbacks in the world? I said, he's not. He's the third string, and I don't think he's one of the top 96 quarterbacks in the world. He might not be. Um, I mean, Zach Wilson is better than Tommy DeVito. I'll give you that. <laughs> okay, yeah. DeMond's better than Tommy DeVito. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, there's probably a few. But, I mean, Zach Wilson is showing at least signs of life. Not really. You don't watch the games. Yes, you gotta you gotta watch the games. I watched the game last week, for sure. <laughs> you watched that game and you yeah. said he's showing signs of life. He did complete two passes on the final drive yeah, that was to big. set him up, but it was so bad before that. There were so many poorly thrown balls. We'll, we'll see. We'll we'll see it tonight. Wasn't, weather wasn't great. It's the same thing every game. Like the bar is so low for him that. By the way, how about over the weekend? We didn't even get to this. What was the whole Jets were going to trade for Devontae Adams? Yeah. Well, how how amazing would that have been? And I know in anticipation of Rodgers coming back next year, but how amazing would that have been for Devontae Adams to be all pissed off and frustrated that the quarterbacks here are not good and then go and have the ball thrown over his head, at his feet, behind him by Zach Wilson? Again, he, well, he'd understand the, the situation next, going in. Year, but right? I'm just saying, in, in the short term, it's like, holy crap, this guy's bad too. Well, I'm sure that was Aaron Rodgers reaching out and saying, hey, and if you saw when he was on McAfee last week – would have been two weeks ago, and they said, you know, anything coming up? He said, oh, there might be something big, which was him, you know, obviously having already reached out to to, to Devontae. Um, Am I an ass if I say I don't want Devontae Adams on the Jets next year? Kind of, yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you? Because uh, I'd like that $30 million salary to go to the offensive line, protecting the, you know, now snapped Achilles 80-year-old. Yeah, I mean. I, I'm not ripping Rodgers, but, like, you, they better have a line next year. Yeah, there's better ways to. I mean, there's there's ways to allocate too. I mean, you could you could do what some teams do, just kick the can down the road and eventually have to pay the price in three or four years, but yeah. load up for one year. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry, uh, that's possible. Uh, but it sounds like you know when all the when when these trade stories come out or stories come out in general, you can tell kind of where they're coming from. And what it sounds like is that the Jets called and said, "Hey, we want Devontae." The Raiders said no, and that was it. Did the Raiders say no, or was the phone? Did they get ghosted <laughs> like other teams claimed? No, I think the the Raiders said no. Okay, who said no? Raiders, whoever was on the phone. It was probably, at the time it probably was Champ Kelly. To, you know, that usually would be like an assistant. Hey, do you know the GM. timeline? Uh, it sounded like it was about a week and a half ago. Oh, okay. Because there were organizations the, the last couple of days before the trade deadline who said like the Raiders wouldn't even call us back. Yeah, there was a lot going on in the building. I know there was, but that's why I'm trying to find out like who was actually in charge and what if there was some unreal deal and they just had to pass on it because they're like, we don't know who's running the team. 
That's possible. It also would have been crazy if they would have made a deal. Right. <laughs> they should have done fire. My my whole scenario would have worked perfectly. Would have been beautiful. Right? Yeah. Kyler Murray's a new quarterback of the Raiders. Jimmy Graham gets you a little bit wide. Well, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. What, who's Graham? Why did I throw in Graham? Former tight, tight end. end. Tight end for the Saints. He's former. He's in the league. <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. Hey, he had some problems early in the He's year. got a touchdown like last week. Sure. He's very valuable. But anyway, that, that was my dream scenario was Kyler coming to the Raiders. But Maybe some people on the Raiders GM. don't like Kyler. Or maybe, you know, he's got a bad reputation that around the league. That can't be possible. They still could get him in the offseason. I know. I can't wait. He's going to be available. I love it. He's playing this week. I'm ready. That was, by the way, that did come out. I mean, not that it's not expected after Clayton, the Clayton Tune experiment, uh, but Kyler Murray is playing this week. So, all right. So, which team that I have uh, below? Well, which, from seven on down, which team that I underrate where they're going to be in the playoffs? So, I had Chargers seven, but Chargers, Browns, Steelers, Texans. Well, the Browns are very, very good. If Deshaun can be slightly above average, yeah, I mean, that their, helps. Their defense is historically good. Yeah. Uh, so I would think that they're higher. Uh, I think the Texans are better than the Steelers. I, don't, I still don't know what the Steelers are doing. They keep somehow finding ways to win games. Which is Did I hear this right? How many touchdowns does C.J. Stroud have for his career? I'm not sure. Okay. Vest, that research crew, is looking, looking it up. up. Also, quietly, the Broncos are pretty decent. I That's why I said I almost – 14. Okay. Interesting. Why? Um, so one interception. Well, you mentioned the Steelers. How many touchdowns? Fourteen. All right. Now, Kenny Pickett for his career has thirteen. Yeah. Kenny Pickett stinks. In Kenny Pickett's defense, he got a lot of them yesterday against Tampa Bay. So it was five in one game. Wait, yesterday. Stroud. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before hey, yesterday, he had him, you know, by a good margin. He looks pretty good. He's good. He's good. He's processing. And to be fair, the Raiders did, from what we understand, try to trade up for him. They didn't try hard enough. <laughs> the Texans said, uh, no, we are drafting. Do you think they were taking Witherspoon at seven? The Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they liked Paris Johnson, too, though. I think I think their choice when they went into the draft was we're taking Witherspoon or Johnson. And then they were both gone. Was Tyree Wilson a close third, or was that panicky? Same we can talk about. It. By the way, this is all fair game now. It was fourth because it's all fair game. Cedar Stroud was one. Yeah. Well, I can't. I can't wait till more of the McDaniel stories come out. <laughs> People are going to squawk. Yeah, as they probably should. And I know you poo pooed my mention earlier that how, how, has has McDaniel's how, coached himself out of the NFL. You're right with the Patriots. He may have a job forever. Can he get a job with another NFL organization anytime soon? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he wants to. I think he wants to go to New England. So he's comfortable. If if Kraft did something wacky, right, and was like, "I'm going totally against Belichick. No more Belichick, Belichick stuff," and he brought in someone else who wouldn't bring McDaniel's back. Would someone else right now take a chance on Josh McDaniels as an OC? Yeah, you saw the rumors out there today that Belichick's going to the Commanders, right? Then he would he well, go so to the We talked about the, that last week. He can go to the Commanders. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't think another team is going to do it. I mean, that, that says a lot, doesn't it? I mean, he also has money, so he can sit out if he wants. Yeah. Got, what are they going to want to pay him? He's got a huge check. Is it $60 million? One time? Uh, no, they'll, they'll be Overtime. dispersed. 60 or 40 
Well, he owes six, 60 matter. overall. Okay. He owes 60 overall. It'll be 40. How did he remaining. get 10 mil a year? What are we doing? It's in demand. That's the, the going rate. He's going to pry him away from the Patriots. Hmm. All right. All right. So I have the Browns underrated. Damon, is there anyone way back and in Broncos, the pack? Broncos are underrated. Underrated. I think back the, Jets, of the pack, Jets are underrated too. Back of the pack was Titans, Broncos, Jets, Raiders, Colts. I guess you're going to step up for That's your Titans. Wild. It's wild. There's just not. There's no bad teams. Exactly. In the AFC. Their Patriots are 16th. The 15th team is the Titans with upside. Yeah. Thank you for saying it's with a upside. Good conference. Actually. And and I, and 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 listen again. It listen. Might, again. It might be the Raiders. This started. This started. This comp. This block. This started with me telling you that analysts on whatever it was Fox on the morning show were like. Chiefs, clearly, the team. Like, it's a minefield throughout the year. That's the other thing. What's another? I mean, if the Ravens can go, what, 13 and 4, is there going to be another team that can win 12 games with all the balance? No. This is going to be awesome. What a second half in the AFC. This is going to be great. But Raiders might be 15. They're going to make the playoffs, according to the mod. Four percent chance. Oh, we got to come up with a bet. We got to come up with a bet. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Matt Jacobs coming up. Leans likes. Look at next week's lines. Or this week's lines. Look back a little bit. Gambling expert at 445. Adam Hill, Steve Cofield. We're on ESPN Arena. We're on ESPN Las Vegas. Demond is here. All of it, Demond especially, is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 766-1400-775 in the north. Uh, your guy, Yamashita, covers UNLV football and basketball. I think used an encounter between uh, he, myself, and Ed Graney as a topic, and I think he, I think he shot the proverbial you-know-what early. I think he asked the question way too early. Oh. Well, he saw me driving through the parking lot, and as I showed you, um, my Christmas stuff is coming out, and I am building the – it's not impressive. I'm collecting stuff over the years, but I, I had some lights I was putting up. I checked all the inflatables. I cleaned them a little bit. And a lot of times what I do is I will buy a bunch of stuff uh, during the holidays or right after the holidays on clearance, and and then I just put it away. And I, don't, I don't know what I have. So for me, and like when I take it out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. That's right. So I bought a – these were really cheap. I bought an inflatable for my passenger seat. So it's a little elf that – it's probably four foot high. So as you said during the break. Yeah, I thought you just got it so you can drive in the carpool lane. I can drive in the carpool lane, I think, 24 hours now, even 6 to 8 in the morning, which I sometimes I, I'm driving around at like 7. I want to get in the carpool lane. I'm like, I'm going to follow the law. So now I have this elf, this inflatable elf in my uh, passenger seat. I showed it to Ed and uh, Yamashita. And then, like, a half an hour later, we're at UNLV practice. I walk away for a second. They're interviewing Justin Webster, and Yamasha is like, hey, how early is it uh, uh, in terms of setting up for Christmas? Is uh, early November too early? I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Could have just been a coincidence. Could have been working on that stuff. Oh, stop. It's so random. And it is too early. It's so obvious. Of course. Way too early. Right? Although I have seen people. I mean, that is creative on his part that he got an idea, you know, just walking around. It's a a big uh, social media topic, I think, recently. That people are have just reached a point now that they're so depressed that they just start Christmas stuff at no, like November first. What are you trying to say? I don't know. Yeah. I can I tell you? 
I was I put on some really loud Christmas music. It was like four hours. I was so happy. The Christmas season to me is like eight hours. I know. I know you don't like it. It's but, like, but it's like uh, you might be you, you might be like onto something that I, I I really did get happy pulling all the stuff out and getting ready. Ugh. Who are you listening to? Oh, uh, what what was I listening to? Yeah, I mean, like, cause I'm a big Buble guy. Um, it wasn't anyone specific. It was Mar- Mar- Mariah Carey. It was Holiday Tradition on our enemy Sirius XM. Um, I didn't know they have a 24 uh, whatever year round 365 Christmas channel. What? It was it was it was nothing older than 1975. Blue Christmas played ten times, different versions. It was dynamite. I had such a good time a yesterday. Terrible song. It is a terrible song. <laughs> You're saying nothing newer or older than 75? Nothing newer. Okay. It was yeah, all pre-1975. Oh, it was okay. great. It's great. It's great. So no uh, no, like, instant Christmas? Or... Not yet. Nope. I, I, told, I offered Damon on Friday to come. I wasn't kidding. I offered him to come over and help decorate. He's like, nah, I'm busy. Wow. Oh, he couldn't get there. I've got the car. Oh, he, oh, he could get there. Never mind. He just turned me down. That's fine. I got eggnog. I mean, I think it expired, but I'll get I'll get more eggnog, fresh some fresh eggnog. Oh, I did see. It's so good. What? Eggnog is delicious. Really? It's delicious. I had no idea you were pro eggnog. Yeah. What do you throw in it? Well, I don't drink it. It's just it's delicious. <laughs> Why don't you drink it? Are you lactose intolerant? No. Is the whole show lactose intolerant? Not no. me. Not good. I wanted to. Was that was that an on air thing? Yeah, we did that on air, right? That JVT was having some troubles. Yeah, cheese curds. Yeah, yeah, cheese curds, like uh, about three weeks ago, and he said it just took him out for a day. I'm like, yeah, lactose intolerant. Well, that's because he's got the baby stomach. Can't handle the 7-Eleven pizza either. Boy, that that did – well, we shouldn't. We'll just say some people on the show like it. Others get, did not give it a good grade. They'll have to appear on Broadcaster Bites. That did not work for them at all. Giants, Cowboys. We're getting to – it's early, but we're getting to that time of year where the lines start getting crazy. Although in the AFC it won't happen, but – Matt Jacob has a lot of numbers, but he's like, you know, I have real interest in that Giants-Cowboys game. Okay, let's do it. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Gaming on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, let's do it. Monday Night Football is on the way. One of the uh, dreaded events in my existence, Chargers and Jets. There's a uh, Chargers fan in my domicile, the uh, the SO, the significant other. So the meetings in the past, Adam, have not worked out for me. No. We've got multiple might, pictures might of, uh, of me looking miserable. So we'll see what happens with uh, St. Zach, Zach Wilson. All right, let's bring in Matt Jacob. Matt, what's up, buddy? Not much, guys. How you doing? Uh, at least you don't have a Charger fan on the phone with you. You would have about four years ago when we left San Diego. I gave up on him. So that was it. Got that going for you. Did you switch to another yeah, team? Then, nope, nope. I was a Ram fan growing up as a kid. Then when they left LA, I became a Charger fan. And then when they left San Diego, I said that's enough. Can I'm, you, take, I'm tired of this. And it's really all about Dean, Dean Spanos, the owners. I get it. Just garbage. I get it. Can you ever be yeah. a Raiders fan? <laughs> or no? The the history no, is too long. No, okay. no, 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 never. All right. <laughs> Um, Not gonna I wanted to, before we get to all the football, I wanted to throw this out there. Could you actually, are you betting college basketball right now? We've talked to a lot of handicappers and, and betters, and I, I think a lot of them are like, well, there's just too much going on. You got to specialize a little bit. Yeah. And it's, I'm following that bucket. And to be quite honest with you guys, it's really to my own detriment because I know, and you know that 
college basketball is the one sport where you can get an edge on the odds makers. I mean, the odds makers admitted as much. There's just too many games to cover. So, um, you know, there's, there's really low level, low major teams out there. They're facing each other and, and you can get an edge on numbers. Um, so I'm just not deep into college basketball, certainly with this time of year, but, but probably should be. And I certainly don't blame people who are, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to probably to, to get some, uh, make some money betting college basketball this time of year big versus betting the NFL. So we're going to take the home dog tonight, Jets plus three. Uh, I would lean. I would. I would take the Jets plus three and a half if, I, if the three and a half out there earlier. Uh, don't know, but I my my pick's the under. I, I'm on the under. I got it. Not a great number, forty and a half. I saw it bumped up to forty one, which I don't really understand. And it all happened. Man, let's get him on the phone. We're having trouble with our uh, connection with Matt, and we're going to get into the, the under trends because it's still pretty crazy out there. What are you going to do, Adam? Are you going to play anything here, Jets plus three? Uh, no, I've gotten a lot of a lot of props that are kind of out there and uh, and obviously some fantasy situation that I'm more worried about. Uh, I I probably would take the plus three, um, but I don't love it. I don't, I don't love a side, so I'm not going to you know put it out there. I might bet live if there's something that pops up. Uh, I would point out, we're talking about college basketball. Radford leads North Carolina late first half. That's interesting. Okay. And my Yale Bulldogs not having much trouble with Vassar, who does have males. We found that out. Students. Beginning yeah. of the show, it was very important to figure out if Vassar was just a uh, female student body. I think that was a TV show. I think we got screwed by a TV show or movie, something. Maybe there's some, Maybe there's a very famous female who went to Vassar, and we, I don't know. How did we both get that wrong? It's weird. It's a weird factoid that we both <laughs> blanked up. <laughs> It's not like we were talking Vassar like last week. No, it autofilled. I said, "Is Vassar an autofilled all female?" Oh, really? It's definitely. So it's out there. Yeah, first all women's college in the country that did become co-educational. The Vassar knowledge. (laughs) Does Vassar allow men? Uh, While we try to get uh, Matt hooked up, what do you think about what I teased earlier? The Giants and the Cowboys, sixteen and a half. I mean, if, are they going to sign somebody? I don't know what they're going to do. If they're going Tommy DeVito, I mean, look, he, he's going to be able to actually practice and take first team reps. It is a different, it's a different situation uh, than if you're. Oh, they wait. They signed. I think they signed like Matt Barkley. Okay. I think I think they did. Uh, so maybe maybe it's him. Like Tommy DeVito's not an NFL quarterback, so uh, I I would have to see what they do in terms of a quarterback situation throughout the week. Do they sign? I mean, you're. I think I'm with you that they probably should tank. So I, I don't know, yep. but I mean, could they sign? Could they sign Carson Wentz. We're going to develop. We're going to work on Tommy DeVito. We think he could be really valuable. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give him nine games. All right, Matt Jacobs true. back in. Sorry about that, Matt. The connection was kind of crapping out. Uh, you were finishing up on the the total in Monday Night Football. Yeah, I'm sorry. It might have been on my end. My apologies. Yeah, I just the Jets are on a, on a 14 and five under run. I don't know if you guys heard that, and only four of those games ended with more than 40 combined points and. Obviously, the under's been the play all, all Monday Night Football, uh, all primetime games, really, 21-7 and seven this year, uh, primetime games, 9-1 and one in Monday Night Football. And only one of those 10 Monday Night games is more than 40 points. So I like the under in this game. Let's look back before we start looking ahead. And uh, first thing is, what, what's going on with the under trends in the NFL? I, I figured this was going to stop. There's going to be a correction in the betting, but it just keeps coming, right? It does keep coming. It was 10-3 and three this week, and a bunch of games were blind 40 points or less bunch in the 30s only only three games all although all three overs were the only ones that had more than 42 points 
You look back the, since week five, 67% of the games have stayed under the total. Uh, for this season, it's at 82, 52, and 1, 61%. Um, I mentioned the primetime game situation. You throw in the international games, all four stayed under. So the standalone games are 25 and 7 to the under. I think a lot of it, guys, has to do with the injuries, the quarterback injuries in particular. Um, you know, these, these lines are coming down. You see them steadily, steadily coming down. But they, you know, you only go so so low if you're an odds maker, and they're just not quite. They're not getting there. These so many games with 40 points or less. Defenses are ahead of offenses, and again, so many quarterback injuries and so many replacements that aren't very good. They're replacing guys in many cases that aren't very good themselves. So you know, it's going to turn eventually. I don't think we're going to end up at it's you know near 70 percent for the season for for unders. But um, you know, it's hard to get bet and over right now, especially a high total. Come on, what'd you call Josh Dobbs earlier in the notes? The pastronaut. The pastronaut. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty incredible story this weekend, um, and it's I'm really on no, basically no notice and not knowing the playbook. What do we do with the Vikings moving forward? You know, uh, I'm I'm betting them this week. Uh, I don't like the Saints laying points on the road. Uh, last I saw, I think it was two and a half. Uh, the Saints were favored by. Uh, Dobbs is a weird guy. You know, he's one of those guys who. He played well for you know three plays and then play like crap for four. And, <laughs> and but he certainly you can't argue with what he did last week or you know, yesterday in Atlanta. Um, you know he scored he scored more points and he put let his offense some more points in three quarters, twenty eight points than Tua, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr, Geno Smith, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow did, and that's impressive. So you know you give him a whole week in the playbook. Um, you know the Vikings are obviously playing well themselves. They've covered the spread in five straight games. So I like the Vikings in this game, and I like them a little bit going forward. It seems like they've, they've kind of come together, rallied together a little bit, and obviously they're not in a very good division outside of Detroit, really a very good conference outside of about three or four teams. So, you know, the Vikings very well could steal that six or seven playoff spot, playoff seed in the NFC. Matt Jacob up with Cofield and company breaking down uh, the numbers this week. Boy, I, I like the way the Ravens are playing. Is six too much against the Browns? Um, I would I think I told you guys I like Seattle plus the six, and I was on it yesterday, and boy, what a bad call that was. One of the reasons I was on that was there's a pretty strong trend with Deshaun Watson as a, as a favorite of more than three and a half points. I believe it was like four, three and 14 against the spread in his career, so didn't play well as a bigger favorite. But so this Baltimore defense is something else. They've held four teams this year to nine points or less, including the Lions and the Seahawks, including the 28-3 route of Cleveland in week four. I know Deshaun Watson didn't play on that game, but the Browns still only had 166 yards of total offense. You know, only two teams have scored as many as 24 points against the Ravens. Baltimore won both uh, at Cincinnati and at Arizona. And if not for that fluky situation at the end of Arizona, you know, they'd be on a 4-0 ATS run right now. As it is, they're still 7-2 straight up at 6-3 against the spread. So, you know, I these division games, obviously AFC North, are always hard fought and tough tough to bet and lay points with, lay big points with. But I'm not stepping in front of Baltimore, and particularly this defense right now. They're playing outstanding football. The 49ers used to be playing outstanding football. They were good ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not healthy. I think that's your thing with the Dolphins. They weren't healthy. Of course. Uh, Laying points on the road here against a good Jaguars team? Yeah, Adam, you know what's weird, though, is if if this game was played, say, a month ago, what's the line? You know, five? Yeah. Close to six? Uh, Jaguars are – both teams are off a bye, right? You got Jacksonville on a 5-0 straight-up and ATS run. You got the 49ers on 0-3 straight-up and ATS run. In fact, San Francisco scored 17 points in each of those losses – they tallied 30, at least 30 points in all five of their wins to open the season. So um, it's, a, it's a situation where you're not getting the best of the number if you like Jacksonville. Uh, I personally do in this game. I don't like the – I mean, the San Francisco coming off a bye helps, but it's still playing an early game. 
uh, in Jacksonville, which is never easy to do. Just ask Seattle last week against uh, against Baltimore. I think it's a tough game. I actually think the under is the play here as well. Uh, I don't see a lot of points being scored in this game. Jacksonville's defense has been playing very well lately as well, uh, holding holding opponents to 16 points per game during their five game winning streak. So um, I, I I start to wonder about Brock Purdy. Or is is sort of the has he been figured out at least a little bit? Um, and can Jacksonville take advantage of that? I think they might. Lions are going against your beloved Chargers. I know you tried, <laughs> tried to claim that you're not. Uh, I think the, I don't know how well the Lions travel, so it'll be interesting to see if they're one of the teams that take over the stadium out there. Uh, anything you like here? Do we need to wait to see what happens with the Chargers tonight? Um, I like the Lions, and I probably would I would recommend betting them now because unless the Chargers blow up the Jets, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think there's a good chance, as we spoke earlier, that they can lose this game. But if they win, it'll probably be a close game. I don't think this line's going to be any better than it is right now, which is one and a half for the Lions. And, and, you know, what's not to like about Detroit? You know, 14-4, and four, their last 18 games, they've covered 15 of those. 7-2 and two, straight up and against the spread on the road during that stretch. They've had just that one clunker at Baltimore. Um, other than that, they're 5-1 they're and one straight up and against the spread in their last six. Uh, won two road games by 14 points apiece. And, of course, we know what they did in Kansas City in week one, albeit without Kelsey and without Chris Jones for the for the Chiefs. But, uh, you know, I like Detroit in this situation. I do think they will have a crowd advantage there. We certainly know the Chargers won't. But with the way the Lions are playing right now, that's I can see that being a situation where the Lions fans travel, get out of that cold in Detroit and go out to L.A. What are we doing with the New York Giants the rest of the way? Uh, Cowboys this week, and Cowboys are laying a big number. They're laying a big number. They're laying the biggest number of the week, which brings me to one of my fun trends that I uh, put up uh, each week on my Twitter feed, and that is – the biggest favorite of the week this season, each week, is won all nine games, nine and zero straight up. They're seven and two against the spread. Both nine covers, both non covers, belong to the Bills. They didn't cover against the Giants at home and the Bucks at home as a double digit favorite. But otherwise, the biggest favorite of the week's covered. And now you look at Dallas. Okay, it's sixteen and a half points. Well, Dallas has won and covered eleven of twelve games in the regular season after a loss, going back to two thousand twenty one. Seven of those 11 wins by double digits, including six by 18-plus points. Um, Dallas has won five straight meetings in this rivalry. Of course, they blew them out in week one. And the Giants, you know, <laughs> Daniel Jones out for the season, Terod Taylor and, and Waller on injured reserve. This team is a mess right now, having to go to Dallas to face an angry Cowboys team after the way they blew that game yesterday. Uh, you know, it's a big, big number, but it's one that, that all the signs point to Lane is the right way to go. Certainly taking it with the Giants would take a lot of guts. College football, Penn State hosting Michigan, getting four and a half. Yeah, it's a weird situation. I think I like uh, – I hate to say I like Penn State in a game because – in a big game because of the James Franklin factor. But this is the top two defenses by total yardage per game uh, going against each other. Penn State's number one in the nation in sacks with 38. Michigan's had some trouble protecting uh, J.J. McCarthy against lesser defenses – so that's an interesting situation in and of itself. Uh, Michigan's strength of schedule has been terrible. We all know that. This is going to be their toughest test to date. The number, I believe, opened at like as high as 6.5 in some spots, down to 4.5. I still think there's a little bit of value on the Nittany Lions. So I'm going to plug my nose and bet on James Franklin to, if not win a, a game against a top-flight opponent, at least keep it close. Last 20 seconds, are we willing to lay four with UNLV against Wyoming? How do you not? 8-1 and one against the spread this year, tied with Arizona. Um, their only two losses were teams ranked number two and number 26 this week. And Wyoming's terrible against the run, and UNLV is ranked 16th in the country against the run and 16th in scoring offense. So these Rebels, man, there's something else. So, yeah, I'm laying it. Matt, where can everyone find your stuff? 
my stuff is up at uh, oddspedia.com. I do some stuff there and also betkentucky.com. And also hang out at my Twitter feed. Lots of stuff there at Matt R. Jacob. Awesome spot. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, guys. Sorry about this mix up earlier. There he is. Matt Jacob. Matt, connection issue. It happens. It happens. All right, for Adam Hill. Happened. For Adam Hill, Steve Cofield. Good job. Bye, on Monday Night Football is on the way. Uh, dreaded matchup, but should be a good game. Chargers and the Jets up in just a couple minutes.